Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition, another episode of In Our Reels, special episode. We're your hosts. I'm Cameron Simsky, joined by Eric Hotop. This is a big episode, because although we have Far From Home after this, this is what it's all been leading up to, the big one, Avengers Endgame, baby. Mm-hmm. And... I've been excited to talk about this since we decided to do this Marvel thing. Yeah. Like, ever since we just decided to do this, this is the one I've been looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I'll, like, this, again, for those who have never had any interest in this movie or haven't seen it, the plot of the movie takes place uh, shortly after Infinity War, like, literally, like, days later. It's post-effects post of Infinity War. Yeah, it's literally Infinity War... Thanos won, snapped his fingers, everyone's gone. So now it's the, I guess, the superheroes that are left trying to fix it. Uh, big plot details. They go back in time, and it's just, it's a good time is what this movie mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Especially for anyone, everyone who's seen the other Marvel movies. This is like the pinnacle of it all. Which, tra- t- trashing on Star Wars a little bit. I, Rise of Skywalker is was supposed to be like the Star Wars' endgame in a sense. It's like the ending of the Skywalker yeah, yeah. storyline. That was not good. This blew that movie out of the water. Well, they're different years, but yeah. I they're mean, different years, but same idea in a I sense. I mean, kind of. but It's like the capstone to... Kind of, yes and no, but I also think... Whatever. Whatever. I mean, not really. I wouldn't compare those two because Palpatine was not the original plan for that, but that's okay. Okay, Whatever. Don't listen to Cam. Endgame is better. Yeah, Endgame yeah. is better. Like, that's not true. Just all to say, Endgame is the end of, I think at that point it was 21 films, is it? 24, 23? I don't it's in the 20s. Check really quick which one that is. Um, films of Marvel. I mean, this is literally since John Favreau's Iron, Iron Man. 2008. Yep. This is this is a big one. Um, and so we... So there's 23 right now. So I'm assuming 22 was. Okay. Yep. So 2022. 20, so that was the 22nd uh, film. And and when Cam and I were first talking about doing Marvel, um, this was the movie we talked about. Actually, you know, yeah. This like, was, we weren't talking about Dark World. We weren't talking about. I said even we, we should just do Endgame, and then we just kind of came to the conclusion like, if we're gonna do Endgame, we're gonna do we're, we're gonna go balls yeah. to the walls. Yep. And so this was the. Uh, this was the movie we wanted to go over, and I think I just watched it today. Cam watched it a couple days ago. Friday, okay. Um, and so for me, for me personally, like I have less notes than I thought I would have on oh, this I movie. Have a crap load. I have less notes on it than I thought I would be, but most of this movie was honestly me just watching it and enjoying it. Um, and I think we, I think because this movie is a little different than. You know, with, the, with different MCU film, I think we should start personally with the uh, rating, just for because this is a different one. This is a this is because there's a, a lot to talk. Yeah, about. I think this is just a unique one. I think we should go over it. Um, I gave it a four out of five. You gave it a four and a half. I stand five. by that. Yep. If and like, I gave it a four and a half before I saw every other MCU. Like mm-hmm. before I went on the MCU grind that I talk so much about. Mm-hmm. So. I and I stand by that to this day. This movie is near perfect. I definitely think um, it was originally a four and a half for me when I first saw this movie. I brought it down a half star for some things that I didn't love, 
um, and they were small details. But for the most part, this movie, I agree, for a superhero movie, this movie's pretty it, like close. It sets the bar. It's pretty freaking close. But I also think that like when you're talking about superhero movies, I think at this point, which we can pretty much say now at this point, uh, like Winter Soldier is by far my favorite one of all. Better than this? Oh, yeah. No. I think I think, I Winter, think, Endgame I think Winter Soldier takes the best things of the Russo brothers and makes it, like, actually insane. Like, it's just insane how amazing and unique that movie is. This movie is great for different reasons. This movie is this, definitely unique. This movie is unique, but it's great for different reasons than why... Like, when you're talking about a superhero movie, this movie, for someone to just sit... Yeah, for someone to just sit down and watch, though, wouldn't make tons of sense to them. If you were to sit down and watch Winter Soldier for them, this they could just you could just pull that movie out and show them this movie as like this is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. For you and I who have watched twenty one prior films up to this, yeah, it's amazing. But it's it's you can't pull it out of context. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. movie needs Infinity War to hold it up. Without like imagine watching this movie without Infinity War, you'd be lost. You know what I mean? So. I'm not saying this movie isn't amazing. This movie is a four out of five for me. This movie's near This perfect. is, I think, the highest rated movie I have since we started this. This movie's near perfect. I'm pretty sure I gave uh, well, Winter, start- I'm pretty sure I gave Winter Soldier a higher rating. Um, no, it was four and a half. Well, yeah, I'm, I gave it a higher rating than what, what oh, I Oh, wait, yeah. So, yeah, you gave a half star more. Yeah. Like I said, this is four and a half. I think it's the highest rated movie I've done in this podcast. Yeah. And I think it is for you. What'd you give The Sandlot? Not even No. Let me go back and... Anyway, all this to say, though, I just wanted to, like, if I even did it, let's I mean, just talk quickly, because you said you didn't watch this movie when you were in a, an MCU junkie. fan. Yeah. Um, what was this like watching for you? Did you watch this movie as, like, the first one? Like, what was No, I have seen, like, let me go through. I saw a lot of, like, the newer ones mm-hmm. when this came out. Mm-hmm. Let me go back here. Um, let me see. I just definitely, like... I saw Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, didn't, I pretty much saw everyone starting at Doctor Strange, with the, except with like, well, I saw Guardians 1, saw Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, blah, 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 did not see Thor Ragnarok, uh-huh. but yeah, did not see Ant-Man and the Wasp either, so you take those few out, so, got Guardians 1. Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, I was, more, I was Homecoming. honestly more just interested in what was the first one of those. The, of the ones I saw. The first MCU one. Doc, uh, Guardians 2. Or Guardians 1. Okay. Okay. So that was like 2014. Okay. Um. So then, well, by the time you'd watch Endgame, though, you were still familiarized with everything that was going on, though. Good, especially if I saw Infinity War. So, right. but like discuss. that's what I'm saying. Like, if you didn't watch Infinity War, I think this movie would be a jumbled match. Well, yeah, that's what we're. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I still didn't have the full grasp of what's going on. Sure. And then for those who don't know, I saw this movie, and this movie was like, I wanted to experience like the true magnitude of what was happening. So that's when I decided to go back, rewatch every one in a week, like you said I sure. couldn't do. Yeah. And then I went, went which was crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you literally watched like you. Just I was watching like three or four. Yeah, that was crazy. But like one of the proudest achievements of my life was doing oh it all God. that quick. So but I made sure to go back because I wanted to see them all in order, and I wanted to make sure I got Captain Marvel because that was about to leave theaters. Okay, so I had to catch that one. Oh yeah, I remember that. So, but then I went back and rewatched it again in theaters. Just, watching it for this was actually the first time I saw it outside of theaters. Oh wow. This number, which is the fifth time I've watched it all together, but 
And then, so rewatching everything and then like really, especially I think this time though, really holds a lot more magnitude because as I've said, not watching three or four a day, sure. I'm really digesting what's going on in each one. Mm-hmm. This time it really hit home mm-hmm. and was like, I was really like, let's go mm-hmm. at certain scenes. I so mean, I, yeah, yeah. As we've said, again, we're we're kind of in the vamping bit of, we're, I feel like we talk about this every time, but like, I watched these movies since they came out when they were like first going on. I remember going to see Iron Man 1 with my dad in theaters, and um, like, that was just like a memory I have of like going to the movies and watching that movie with him. I will never remember that, or never forget that. <laughs> um, I'll never remember it. No, I, I genuinely though, that was like, I remember going to see like, that when I was a kid and going to see each of those progressively as I got older and especially too, as I went through my theater career at, at the, the cinema that we worked at um, from the time that I started, which it's kind of momentous on um, like kind of uh, I started uh, the weekend of age of Ultron and I finished at the theater uh, in June of last year that's like within like a month after endgame was released mm-hmm. it was not that long because i remember when that was released i want i worked like the opening weekend and right it. yeah so it really was uh kind of a just a nice gap end because i i remember leaving right before uh spider-man far from home came out so uh yeah it's just like a momentous thing for me personally like in my career especially going from um being a floor employee and working on the floor and working tills and stuff from age of Ultron all the way through becoming a supervisor and previewing one of the first ones I think I previewed was like Ragnarok. Maybe that was when I first started there. That was like Ragnarok was debuting my first day off training. Yeah, I think so. I'd have to look. Um, but anyway, uh, I need to look really fast actually, but um, I just remember actually maybe it's Dr. Strange, but um, all that to say, like, and then from the end of it, becoming a manager and being like a uh, at Endgame and watching that and previewing that, and that was like of our of like my lifetime. I'm 22 now, uh, freshly 20, freshly 22. Um, but being 22 and looking at all the movies that have come out in all like Cam's in my lifetime, Cam's 22 coming on 23 here, yeah, November. Um, like. I think that Endgame is probably one of the most important, highly awaited films of like all time. I was going to say, not just for us, but in general. Well, also too, like we had a handful of ones that were like actually like momentous. Uh, Endgame, Force Awakens. Um, Rise of Skywalker. I mean, me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, yeah, but I would say like of that trilogy though, Force Awakens was the most anticipated. anticipated. Like of all the Avenger movies, Endgame. Like, yeah, Infinity War was just as big and anticipated for, but it was nowhere near as big as Endgame. Like, Endgame was the finale. Like, Sky Rise of Skywalker was anticipated and ready, but it was not as huge as nobody saw coming. Force Awakens was, like, coming out. And that movie, I don't think you were there, but that movie was debuted and, like, showing trailers, like, a year and a half before it came out. Oh, wow. Like, literally so long. The trailer was, like, 10 seconds and that trailer held for like eight months of people being like dissecting it. And it wasn't, here's the part, just like another thing. This isn't, I I know it's not about Endgame, but that movie trailer wasn't even in the movie. Everything that was shot in that scene 
wasn't even in the movie. The only part that was shown was the part where it's the Falcon flying away from like. It's been uh, so long since I've seen that. Okay, it's like for people who do know what I'm talking about, it's literally the Falcon flying away from Tie Fighters. There's a scene in the very beginning where it's. Oh, I guess there was two scenes actually. I'm sorry. Where there's another scene where Finn's breathing and he looks at the camera and he's like hyperventilating. That scene where he wakes up out of some like he's in the dunes or whatever, but like on Jakku. But the I kid you not, the first couple seconds of that trailer wasn't even in the movie, and people were like freaking out about who's this guy with the like cross like saber like how he's like and so was it ended up to be kylo ren yeah of course it was kylo ren but like we didn't know who that was at that point i'm just saying of like our generation though endgame and force awakens have to be some of the most hyped movies of all like of all time for our generation like of our lifetime i'll never forget when i first got to be a supervisor and was telling like my friends about previewing tyler one of my roommates at the time this is like a year at least before Endgame came out. Was it a year? No, it was like months. This is like October, and Endgame came out in May. Yeah, like late April, early May. It was it was April because I remember it was supposed to come out in May, and they released it a week early. Okay, so I and I was telling my friends and roommates about previewing. Tyler, one of my roommates at the time, immediately. He's like, and like, how, like we were, how we were, I was allowed to bring like one person. He immediately called dibs on Endgame, which the fact that he called that like months before this movie even came out shows just like how important it was to some people and just how anticipated and how many people, how badly a lot of people wanted to see this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was the first one because my first movie was My Little Pony. <laughs> And I had I was forced to watch that movie. I had to preview it. That was in October of 2017, and Ragnarok came out in early, the first week of November of 2017. So that was my first. Yeah, I'm aware. My first Marvel movie. So okay, but anyway, enough of. Let's actually get into. Yeah, this. let's just talk. Let's talk about this a little bit. Um, but also as you were just saying about like like people like stacked in your like you had like a long list of people that wanted to go Endgame. I had a long list of people that wanted to go preview that movie with me. And I took my brother and my dad. I only took Tyler. Mm-hmm. And that was, and it was, dude, it was like huge. And I, the thing to me though, that movie is a special to me too, because also I didn't get to preview any movies with my brother and I wanted to take him previewing. Like he was always first dibs. Like I would text him every single week. Hey, come see this movie with me. Hey, come see this movie with me. Hey, like you want to come see it? And he had a job that he had to get up at seven in the morning and I get it. And I wasn't done anything against him. Like, Especially when you can't start a three-hour movie until midnight. Right, exactly. And I get it, and that's understandable. But he, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be there for this one. Like, I'm going to make it work. And he worked the next day. And I told him, like, you can't tell anyone, like, what happens. Like, we're not allowed to say anything about what happens in the movie. Like, and he knew, and he was fine. But, like, he went to work, and people were badgering him about really? what happens. What happens you didn't tell happens. me that. Yeah, yeah. And the same for me, too. Like, I remember going. We're to, at the theater. Well, I went to, like, I, I interned. I was an intern. Oh, yeah. So I interned, and I would, and I worked at Journeys. I worked at the coffee shop. Everybody, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And we saw it, like, a couple days before. It wasn't even, like. The, the previewing night before, like that Thursday, we saw like, yeah, like, we saw it like a Tuesday night, and it was like, dude, it was a tough 48 hours. See, everyone, everyone I knew, everyone I knew that knew I was watching it was like, didn't want to know because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would be the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what happened. Yeah, so. me, neither, me neither. I don't want to know either. But like, anyway, 
Let's just dive Let's actually talk about the movie now. This movie is, like I said, the post effects of Infinity War. Um, and that's like the setup. There's not, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, this is obviously going to be spoiler bits. You need to watch it. Yeah. But uh, if you more. have, also, if you haven't seen it, it's your fault. You have like no reason. Like, literally, it makes no sense why you'd be listening to this if you haven't seen it. So, mm-hmm. um, let's just dive into it, I guess. Let's kind of talk. Like I said, I don't have tons of notes on this. I'm more going to, I think it's just going to be organically talking about it. But, um, because I have shorter pros than you do, let me start on the pros. Okay. Um, I thought this was one of the best openings of the MCU. I literally have that too with, with uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yep. Yeah, one of the best ones because I genuinely remember being like, like I was yeah. like jaw dropped, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, what? Like I genuinely same remember. Same way. Yeah, that was like, and again, rewatching it is still that same kind of like. Oh, and then like how he's like freaks out, and I was literally like, oh, and then God, it was, no! it, yeah, and then it was straight to black screen, and I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, I was like, this is this is we're in for a wild ride. Um, I thought. The meeting of like Scott, 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 <laughs> hey Scott, hey. and the meeting of Scott. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! The meeting of um Scott Lang and his daughter was like great. Mm-hmm. How they how he was like kind of tearing up and like. And I thought it was, was funny great. how he said, "You're so big." Yeah, because that just like yeah, it plays on the it's, fact that yeah. he grows giant. Well, yeah, and it, it also well, it's that's how I that's not how I thought of it. I thought of it as just like. It fits into his personality. Okay, like, well, that's kind too, of his jokey. But like, I thought it like plays into the fact that he's this giant man. That's at times. fine too. I guess that's that's funny. I that's how I interpret. I wouldn't have seen it that way, but I guess yeah. Like that's that's true. I'm not disagreeing. with Especially that. since, especially in Ant Man and the Watch, to make it very clear, Cassie know, knows what he does. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, um, I love. There was a handful of awesome references that they did to previous movies that the Russo brothers were like, too many to count on. Yeah, there was a lot that I didn't. I'm not throwing in here, so just know like ones that I pointed out were the ones that I thought were my favorite. And you're not going to be surprised with this one: the elevator scene where Cap walks in for reference to Winter Soldier, where mm-hmm. he walks into there and he's saying "Hail Hydra" and all that. Dude, I was like, come on, bro. What it wasn't best? until I watched it this time that I realized that scene wasn't in Avengers, like, when they were taking place. Yeah. It was, like, it I, was, yeah. It was, I literally, this whole time, I was, like, thinking that was, like, and then I was like, wait a minute, that's Winter Soldier yeah. they're referencing. Right, here. yeah, they referenced that. I love that. I, was, I, like, I love I was, that, like, too, because I saw when, the, when this movie first came out, the memes were plentiful. And I remember so, seeing one specifically, it was, like, when you played through a game, a video game once and know how you know, like know how to easily beat it, and it was like, and it just had the hail Hydra part and him walking yeah. out with the briefcase, right? Which like is so relatable. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I just love. It was just a great reference, and it mm-hmm. made like to me, I was just excited. Um, and especially too, since we've been going through and rewatching these, and that one's clearly my favorite one. I was just like, it's home right there here. It is. Yeah, I was like, there it is. Um, another thing, as you know, in our reels, like we talk all the time about music and how mm-hmm. much that's, and, and especially to me, it's a huge part. Like it's a huge part to Cam too. But when it comes to score music, it's a big I'm more part of a soundtrack person. Yeah. When it comes to like scoring, it's a big part of my. I love that. It's it. It just it's home for me. And another thing that I've greatly paid attention to was some of the overlap they use in music. Mm-hmm. I in, noticed that too in the MCU. One of the biggest ones that they've used, which was. Very obvious. Like, it wasn't not obvious. And again, it's it's purposeful. But the death of Black Widow 
when she died, that music was the same music they played for Gamora. It's just the kind of like over like the Soul Stone music or whatever you Which, want to call it. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Especially but, like Hawkeye is obviously yes. like devastated. Yes. And it was very clear that Thanos was just as devastated yes. and he had to kill Gamora. Right. So, so it's fitting. Yes. But I think like, the music was just great and it was a great reference point back and forth to where it Which, re- reminisces those emotions back. I'm going to I'm gonna interrupt here because I have when they travel back and Thor sees his mom. Mm-hmm. It's the same song that played when they when him and Loki were with uh, Odin and Ragnarok. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, that's Good point. I, was, yeah, I wasn't listening Which, to that. Which, as I said in the Ragnarok, that, that little chunk of music I could just listen to all day. That's a great, yeah. So that's, I think that's why I noticed it so Which, quick. Which, side note, Cam and I just figured this out while I was watching it. Uh, Thor's mom is the Russo brothers' sister. And I was, just a side note, like it's just Which, a cool, it's a cool did, they, did they take, like, were they at the helm of this starting in Iron Man? No, they were in it. Because right? she was obviously in Thor, Thor one. So it's like was she in Thor. Oh yeah, she yeah. was. So it's I don't like, know. I guess we'd have to look. I maybe that's how I they got into. Yeah, the I can't speak mix, to it. But whatever. I can't speak to it. I don't. know. I'm assuming that they helped produce or like were helped helped by Kevin Feige or something. Because Kevin yeah. Feige and John Favreau started it. Like they were, mm-hmm. and Robert Downey Jr. started it. The Russo brothers kind of worked their way into. Yeah, it. they kind of. And the same thing goes for um, blah, 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 what's his name. Uh, James Gunn, he oh, wasn't Guardians. like he wasn't an original founder of it, but like, dude, he is a soul. He's like a piece of the MCU now. Like, you know, he's, what I'm made, he's who made the Guardians like, what they are. He is a huge and piece. Yeah. The Guardians are like unanimously some of the most beloved right, characters. Yes, and they're a huge part now of the MCU. So the same, like, and an even bigger part going forth right. to what the MCU will become. Right. So I'm just saying, like, what what. I'm trying to get across is like whether or not they were the point doesn't really matter because some of these people have come in halfway and made a bigger impact than some of these people who have stayed the whole time like Rhodey. Yeah. Like actually irrelevant as it gets, but whatever. It's not a con. I'm just saying he's an irrelevant character. Um, another I'll thing he's complete. He's kind of, I mean, whatever. he's not as irrelevant as he could be. Yeah, I agree. The he's fact not, that he he's plays, not as irrelevant as Captain Marvel, but still the fact that he plays such a huge role in Tony Stark's life. Yeah. But I felt like he played more of a role in the first Iron Man than he did in two or three. Well, okay. And I felt true again with but that casting pl- in mind. I felt like the chemistry was better in the first one, but whatever. which I think, but he also played a pretty big role in like winter soldier, not winter soldier, civil war. True, I would give you that. But also, I just think the chemistry between Buddy Buddy was better in the first one than two and three. Well, could have been some of the casting. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. But what, and then, dude, that guy, uh, whatever. Anyway, um, another thing that was a reference piece back and forth, like we talked about before, where they're referencing prior films. There's a scene where Thor has Stormbreaker and he's getting – Thanos is basically pushing Stormbreaker into his mm-hmm. chest. It's a direct reference back to Infinity War where he threw the – Stormbreaker into Thanos' chest. It's literally rolls reverse. Literally, yes. And it's very obvious. Like I said, some of these are super obvious. Some of these not so much. Um, I love, and this is like, we're towards the end of the movie on my pros. Like, I think okay. a huge chunk of this movie was me not making some things. There's some points that I'm sure we'll talk about that I'm going to just agree with. Um, Thanos' death, I loved how he said nothing. Instead of having a really crappy ending line like oh no it it spoke louder by saying nothing as he just observes everything crumbling yeah i agree i i think that spoke louder and i love villains that have 
less to say than villains that say too much. Mm-hmm. Just a thing, personally, for me, I like that. Um, and then there was another piece, actually. The fact that Iron Man's death was great, and he also mm-hmm. said nothing. Which is another... I mean, he said, I am Iron Man, which is a great cap end I mean, to that. He, but I'm saying, when he was sat down and Pepper was like... He said some of those things. Especially since you had subtitles on. No, I'm saying, like, when she sat him down and said, like, you can die, you can whatever, he didn't say anything after oh. that. He, he was saying... She was I was saying, saying when like, she comes in, you can, like... Yeah, I wouldn't say she, clearly, yeah. but you can no, said, tell he, he goes, like, hey, Pep. Yeah, he says, hey, Pep. But, like, all, that's all he says. And it was simple and simplistic. It wasn't like, oh, I love you, I'm great, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, over and over, it was, I'm freaking dying. I can hardly say anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that that speaks louder in their characters and the fact that all he really says, ultimately, that matters is, I am Iron Man. And Which wasn't which, even supposed to be a thing right, in the original script. Right, it was a cap end to to his character. And I think, ultimately, as we... I, again, this is Which, not speaking, like... That itself is a reference from the very first yeah, one right. when he was on the, the press end, podium right. or whatever. Uh, oh, excuse me. I thought I was burping today. Um... Another thing, too, was this is – I think it's, it's – again, it's not a secret. It's not, not obvious. This is Iron Man's story. Like, MCU, for the 22 films that they have, this is Iron Man's thing. And I think that they wrote his character um, – this is one of the most complex things they've ever written when it comes to, like, one single character and his story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they did a great job watching his character. And as you guys have seen on In Our Reels, we have talked about this character arc from going from – terrorists have my weapons and I need to take them back and we need to take them and they're my weapons. I need to take them back till we need to turn these weapons over to the government. The government needs to have it, a suit of armor around us. We need to fight Captain America, X, Y, Z. Now we have to fight Thanos. And now I'm I'm working with Captain Captain America. And to finally like, you know, I need to fight for my kid. I need to fight for pepper. I need to fight for whatever. And then ultimately sacrificing himself by saying, to the one in a trillion, trillions, like fourteen million, of, yeah, fourteen or trillion bajillions of opportunities. This is the one where I have to sacrifice myself. Like that is a, it was the only one. Yeah, love you three thousand. Like whatever. Like sacrifice. It's the only. It's the one the, way out one, of the, the fourteen. The one way, and I think that that was a sacrifice. That like as a character arc, we've seen Iron Man do everything that his character could do. Mm-hmm. And I think as you hear a lot, eventually, as you will see in lots of movies and lots of shows and things, um, people talk about you, this has happened in lots of shows and movies of things. And I'm sure that for people who love movies, like different movies or shows or whatever, they say, um, especially when it comes to sequels, that character has done all that they can do. Mm-hmm. And that totally applies for Iron Man. And so for me, I thought that was like a perfect ending for his character. And that's like my last pro actually was that. So, all right. So my pros. I already talked about the opening. This is an observation. It's not really a pro or a con. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to that probably after the cons. Okay. Um. Here's another one. I like how. Obviously, the Avengers are trying to stop Thanos and reverse everything, mm-hmm. but especially like. I'm referencing Captain America specifically here. Even they can see the pros of what's happening. Because remember when, like, he was, like, when was talking to... It was, like, right after Black Widow was done talking to everyone as they're, like, searching the hologram thing. And he was saying how, like, there's less people, less pollution, more, like, the wildlife is, like, more present and more healthy. It's, like, 
sure they're trying to reverse these effects, but even Ca- like Captain America at least can like see that. Like mm-hmm. what Thanos is trying to do is making sense yeah. at least to to extent. Well, not even like making sense. It's benefiting the world. Yeah, like again, ama- Thanos amazing motives. Captain America, like, kind of see, like, at this point, like, I don't want to say, like, he's, like, agreed with him, but, like, at at this point, specifically, you can, like, kind of tell he saw where Thanos is coming from. I'll put it it this way. From a humanitarian standpoint, the world is benefiting. Yes. That's that's how you Which is exactly what Thanos planned. Yes. Which, again. The world is thriving in ways that they don't want. Like, pretty much every way, except emotionally, it's beneficial. Which is true. Yeah. Um, I like how Tony's a dad. I just think, like, I don't think, I mean, I don't know how many people saw his him having a kid coming. I know I was pretty shocked when I saw it with I mean, my I limited shocked. knowledge. I knew it was coming, but I wasn't like... But I literally just have, Tony's a great dad. He's just a good dad. This is like his conversations with Morgan, Jesus. his interactions with her. I think it's, Scott's a better dad. Okay, be it as it may, I just have that. But we're yeah. used to seeing Scott sure. as a yeah. dad. Yeah. We're not used to seeing Tony yeah. as one. Go ahead. Yeah. I agree. Um, one line in particular is when uh, they're like, before Iron Man got on board and they're test driving the time thing with Scott, and he's like coming through as like a teenager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he comes back as a baby, they're like, uh, Bruce, he's a baby. And Bruce is like, he'll grow. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm just tired of this. Let's just like stop. He'll grow up. Hulk, Hulk was really funny. Which, as we've said before, I think specifically with many other movies. He's another character arc that they did a great job with. Yeah, but like we've stated multiple times that in Endgame, he is comical relief and nothing more. Yep. He was used way... And the same goes for Thor. The same goes for Thor. I guess, but not to the... I think Hulk was... More so, but I definitely think that the same goes for Thor and Quill. They were just used Well, Quill's barely in it. I know that, but I'm saying they were only used for comical relief stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Thor being fat was funny the first time, and shocking the first time. I was literally jaw-dropped. I was like, huh? Yeah, I know. I remember watching you, and you're like, what? I literally was like, no And it was the same way when we saw Hulk the first time. We're like, what the heck? Dude, I love when he was like, Hulk out. He's like, damn. Yeah, it's dying. even funnier because he says that. Yeah, I was He's dying. Like, I, didn't know, I didn't notice he said dad, but I like was like, Dying. But he like even does it wrong. He's like looking at the yeah, kids just yeah, doing that. Yeah, I know. I love that. It's such like, and it fits. You know what it does? It doesn't fit like fit. It doesn't fit Hulk's character as much as it fits Mark Ruffalo, like well, the actor. It fits okay, him so you're well. Right, but like at this point forward, the Hulk we know is not is gone. There. Yeah, he's not there. So which he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm sure they're gonna like do something to like reverse the effects or something. Oh, I'm sure there will come a situation where Hulk is going to have to come out though and fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Which saying? Which I'm dying to see. Well, that'll be I very much was a I'm very much a smash happy Hulk fan. That, that'll I just be want to see him break stuff. We know when that will be. That will be in Guardians 3. No doubt. That'll be in Guardians 3. Hopefully. It's okay. Yeah, I, I don't I care. Um let me see, let me see. I think the cameos by Korg and Meek were just great. Oh, I love how like Thor's like roommates with them. I know Korg from Ragnarok. I'd said I'm pretty sure I said in that episode best character. I was like crying that when in Ragnarok when he was like, "Oh, Meek is dead." 
<laughs> and then yeah. he's like, oh, wait, Meek's dead. He's not dead. Never mind, bro. What were you saying? <laughs> I like when he sees Loki, and he like has no idea who Loki is. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, we're going to get on the ship. Want to come? Yeah. Yeah. And Thor's, or Loki's Like, he's just the friendliest yeah. guy known to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So that cameo was this real, especially... Now that I've seen Ragnarok, sure. I can re- like because before I didn't even know who that was. Sure. So now I've seen Ragnarok. I really appreciate this cameo. Yeah. And when he was like trash talking to him at Fortnite, yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna come down to your basement and, <laughs> and I don't remember what he said. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. And oh, tear Thor- off your arms or something." And like Thor's that. like, "Let me know if he does it again." Yeah. Thor's <laughs> like, "Sure do. Thank you very much." <laughs> I love Taika Waititi. I know. Shout out to Taika Waititi. You're just you're the man, dude. Taika Taika Waititi is easily like just he's the man. up and coming, dude. He's gonna be great. Um, I think Cap's speech. So when they figured everything out and like when they're all in those suits before they actually all separate to time travel, Cap's got that monologue. He's like speeching mm-hmm. to everyone. A good I think that speech was phenomenal. It was a good monologue. It was very even Rocket fitting. said it was a good monologue. No, or I think was it? It was Rocket. Rocket oh yeah, because then it showed Ant Man. He's like, yeah, I know. And Rocket's not one to give out compliments. I think they did a good job with making Ant-Man not so comical in this movie. Mm-hmm. They really worked on making him more serious in this movie. But in, he was so comical at times. Yeah, but that's part of his character. But again, he's not like, it wasn't he's not like as, Thor yes, or Hulk. It wasn't like dumb things, though, that were like not as funny the second, third, fourth fifth time. Like, they, they made him funny when it made sense to you. Yes. They didn't force comedy yes. into like, it. Like that scene where they said, yeah, I know, right? Like, that wasn't overly funny. It was more of a chuckle. Yeah, it was, but it fits his character, which is great. Like he's not serious, where he's Hawkeye serious. And I've said I just adore Ant Man. I think yeah, he's, great. he's great. I love Scott. He's Lang. easily one of the best ones there. No, yeah, God. keep going. Who do we got? Um, I get that. We already talked about that. The sworn, the soundtrack with Thor. Yeah, I think my favorite line in the whole movie, or at least one of them, is when it's when they're in 2012. Cap's got the scepter, and he runs into himself. Oh yeah, and he goes, and the old. And the 2012 Cap goes, I can do this all day. And Cap's like, yeah, I know, I know. And oh, it's just yeah. so, like, I think the way he responds to saying I can do this all day is just so funny. Yeah, yeah that was Like, funny. you can ask Livy. I Even when we were watching it together, I'm like, this was my favorite line in the whole movie. Yeah, that's great. That is really good. Um, Especially, too, that shows also another piece. I know we keep going, like, whatever. But, like, that shows, as we see depth of character, Cap at this point is sick and tired. He's a changed character. Yeah, he's not Ogo America. He's and he's like, I come get, on, yeah, I know. Let's I, go. Let's I just get fight. we keep referencing like past things, but that's all like pretty much what this movie's all about. Yeah, is that they've changed his characters. Yeah, and that five years has changed them. And know? I literally read a thing that was like, it was really funny. Not funny, but like something I didn't notice, especially since I didn't see Ultron. But remember in the beginning of Ultron where he's like, Tony's like, yeah, I'm gonna like kick their ass or something. And, as caps like language, please. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in this movie, especially at least for like a Marvel movie, Cap, Cap is kind of cussing up a storm. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like MCU guidelines. Yeah. And Disney. Well, even then, he even said in that scene that you're talking about, he's talking about America's America's ass. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, "You got to be shit." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And then he coughs up a storm. Yeah, you got to be <laughs> shitting me. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, yeah, you like Cap is just tired. He uh-huh. wants to fix this. Yeah. He's tired of yep. Thanos' BS. Well, and I think it's just like, like I said before, like war has seasoned him. Mm-hmm. And you have to realize too, like he was in World War II, but like in a different way. And in this one, like he's beaten, like, bruised, and literally like cheated out. He like, is, a uh, he's a lot less sympathetic. Yeah, he's opponents. walked through Hydra. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like he's, he's seasoned in ways that like have really uh, coursed him. <laughs> As an individual. <coughs> and that includes him calling out things like saying language. You all right? Yeah. I'm all right. Okay. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, like I agree. I think that Iron or blah, 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 Captain America is just like as also like I know we keep talking about like favorite characters, but like Captain America, as we said at the very beginning, first event, he's one like, of your He's totally one of my favorite characters. He's great, Chris Evans, and you also have to realize I've been. We've talked about like how I've been a superhero person since I was like a kid, but I will never forget watching Fantastic Four. And watching Chris Evans be the Human Torch, he was. He was. Yes, he was. The was human that the one with Miles Teller in it too? No, no. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the original one. I don't. I've never seen any of them. Oh, I just okay. know there's a few Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, the original one. There's two of the original, which was that one in Silver Surfer. Silver okay. Surfer was not good, and Fantastic Four wasn't even that great. It was okay for like that, like early 2000s. Isn't that Marvel too? Yeah, it has, yeah. Of course, it's Marvel. But I'd I'm love saying, to see them worked into the future. What do you mean? The future of the MCU. The Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be. That, and but and done right because they're, they're, they're owned by Fox, I believe. Yes, they're owned by Fox. Which is Sony. why, which is why they're not though in the MCU is because they're owned by Fox. If Marvel just needs to like, I get there's like legal stuff and all whatnot with all this mm-hmm. like business. Well, they're buying out Fox, so it's not I was gonna say problem. if I was Marvel, like especially with like Hulk and Spider Man. And like anyone who's not solely owned by them, I would make it a point to like do everything I could to have every Marvel character solely owned by Marvel. Well, Sony Sony works, I think, pretty cooperatively with Disney. Now with the I, negotiations that were taking place. I mean, yeah, but like I think as a whole, the fact that they got Tom Holland in that to be part of the MCU is working better than they did with Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and with the X Men. Mm-hmm. So. But whatever. Anyway, and like Deadpool and you know X Force or whatever. But like that's, that's, that's Deadpool's another time. got like its own universe. Going yeah, that's on. another time. I just wanted to say like, it's focusing on Endgame, seeing the acting arc of Chris Evans go from actually some of the dumbest stuff I've ever seen in Fantastic Four to, and I know that we don't love this movie, Knives Out, but seeing he, his, he did a good job. Seeing his acting, we don't though, love it, but yes, we don't think his, it was bad. His acting was great in that movie. And seeing him go to something that's actually like top tier stuff as Captain America to the point where literally, I kid you not, couldn't see anyone else do him. Mm-hmm. Could not see anyone else do Iron Man. Could not see anybody else do Captain America. I swear it. I couldn't see anyone else. Like if I did, I I'd be like something's wrong because it doesn't fit that charm. Mm-hmm. The charm of Robert Downey Jr. saying something with a bit of sass. Like the charm of Captain America. Which to my understanding, just, that's kind of how Robert Downey Jr. is like in real yeah, life. Yeah, he's kind of, he is Iron Man. Like he know. is Tony. Yeah. Like they cast him because he like just fit the bill. Have you ever seen him like on Jimmy Fallon? Like even the oh. way he kind of dresses is kind of just like that weird eccentric kind of like. He just, and when he sits there, he doesn't sit in a chair. He sits kind of like, he's like one leg up. Like mm-hmm. he can't, you know, just, I don't know. Anyway, I just love Chris Evans now, but to see him in Fantastic Four to go from that to this is, and both superhero movies, mm-hmm. like that is a huge arc. And just seeing his acting arc is a almost dare I say like a privilege <laughs> Yeah, to see, like, I don't know. There's very few people that I see that's like that. That's like just really improved. And he's one of those people. Okay. Uh, where'd I leave off? Do you last for talking about? I know. Uh, where'd it go? I'm just trying to like just keep it sure. there. So I have a bit in here about Thor's mom, which we've discussed. Sure. She's pretty relevant, but I really like how like she takes the time to sit there and talk to him. Sure. Cause that's that right. There's like a turning point for Thor in this movie. Yeah. Cause from that point forward, he like, from this, like, kinda gets a level head. Well, yeah. Like he was kind of like, not kind of, he was like a total mess before this, but like she sets him straight and he's like, he, he, like, knows what he has to do in a sense. And I just think, like, 
not even like we said, Thor's mom kind of relevant in every other movie. Yeah, she is. But I just like how like she gave she her take, purpose though, and even how like she knows like you're. This is like yeah. You're not the Thor I know. You're from the future, but you're still my son. Let's yeah. talk. There's clearly a lot bothering you. Yeah. And then also to bring that, it doesn't change the the realm of her dying either. Yeah. It doesn't change it too much. So where Especially since he tried to tell her, and she's like, no, don't Especially tell since they screw up reality so much that they have to do, now they have to do, like, Disney Plus spinoffs mm-hmm. with, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and blah, blah, blah. And Scarlet and, Witch. And Vision, yeah. WandaVision or whatever, like... Anyway, um, I say, I'm not interested in the TV series as whatsoever. I think I'm probably just going to watch Loki. I might watch WandaVision maybe, but like, no. if it's not a movie, it's not Fal- worth watching. Falcon. I can't stand Falcon. I, feel I like, like Falcon. Falcon and, and you don't like Sol- Winter Soldier though. So I don't dislike it. Don't, I just don't, you don't think like it's... his acting though. You don't like Sebastian Stan. So I like, I feel like it's going to be almost unwatchable because I can't. I saw him too in the, another movie and he was just so trash in it. Anyway, keep going. Um, I think it's funny when War Machine just like when uh, him and Nebula are watching Star Lord just dance around, mm. and then War Machine just like block, like mm-hmm. punch, mm-hmm. like clocks him in the head. And he just collapsed. I, I chuckled. I thought that was funny. I chuckled. Um, funny. especially when they did a good job about playing the music and in your ears, and then playing it like they're standing like, next to you. Yeah, him. and they're and just, just like, and they're this like, is him. They're like, yeah, he's kind of an idiot. And then they did the same thing with Gamora, and he goes, this is him. He goes, Timber or a tree. Yeah. And then he's like, what? Yeah, he's like so lost. He's like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, From his perspective, he's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, yeah. Anyway. I think the whole bit when uh, Natasha and Clint are getting the soul stone, that whole sequence, super well done. Mm -hmm. They both want to do it. Especially since they're close friends. Yeah, like anyone who's watched the movies knows that these guys are like, they're like literally like ride or die homies. Yeah. So they and they both like allude to like they wanting to do it, but they're not telling the other one. And then they're like, I'm starting to think we're thinking of different people here. Also, also another thing to note on that. Um, another thing. Oh man, what's with me today? In words. It's this stuff. Right I know. Here. I guess so. Anyway, um, the another thing that I thought was also really great, but I think also out of context might not mean as much to people, um, was the scene where. Natasha was crying and uh, Cap was talking to him, mm-hmm. talking to her. And they had that like monologue, you know, just the scene where they were talking about the sandwich. And she's like, I'm going to throw a peanut butter sandwich at you. I don't know if you know, but they were like childhood friends, like like Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. I knew childhood friends, like for growing up for years. Mm-hmm. So to me, though, that scene felt like a not necessarily brother and sister, but it felt like really good friends it felt like they could have been having that conversation as like Like, real friends yes and i think that like to me it kind of hit home for me just knowing their outside story and also like it's so weird talking about these kinds of people that like we don't know them for real but like it feels like we do so like that's just funny right there's chris evans if you there's a photo out there, it's Chris Evans, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and then Eric. Yeah, them three chilling. Dude, I would, he knows how they. I are. would actually cry if I had that photo. I would be like in tears and like mounted on my wall. I would 100 percent do that. Oh, that'd anyway. be great. Um, what else you got? So yeah, that whole sequence is great, especially just since like I don't know, like they're both like, and then like when Nat finally dies, Clint's like obviously like. He's like mm-hmm. he's crying, yeah. Yeah, I just think that whole scene's like touching. It's really pulling on the heart. Same thing with Mark Ruffalo, like throwing that chair across the lake. Yeah, um, I think it gives some context. That's all. And how everybody's hit home for 
This is so. This is like where it gets real. Mm-hmm. The portal scene. Obviously, I I didn't even put that in there because I knew we were going to talk about it. The portal scene when again after iconic, though. yeah that's what, that's what I'm saying. This is when it gets real. Hulk snaps everyone back. Then Thanos, 2014 Thanos comes into play. Blah 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 blah. And then Cap's like getting ready. Like Cap's doing whatever it takes. As I say many times, like even when I'm playing video games, I was like, "Should we do this?" And I'll be like, "Whatever it takes." Mm-hmm. And, but and then you get Sam on the earpiece on your left. Then all the portals open up. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Oh, still goosebumps to this day. I was thinking more more emotional, more not as emotional as Cam, like more logistical or whatever. When I watched that scene, they had a really good camera shot mm-hmm. of the portal opening and they had the drums start playing but as the boom, drums boom. were playing it wasn't just immediately you see people it was silhouettes of characters yeah so you know it's black and panther i was gonna say and even still it starts out in. very slow yes it's just black panther shiri and mm-hmm. the bald lady yeah. it was bright out. light yeah it and was, then it, and then it's like a few more come shooting out, and then Falcon flies over, and, and then it's like Doctor Strange and the Guardians, and then like wah, and yeah. then it's got the wide shot, which I, which think, I do yeah. want to say some of the portals are like fifty feet off the ground. I was noticing that too, and I was thinking, what are they doing? Yeah, like who's coming out of those? Yeah, like what? But they're also, just like we're here. <laughs> I was thinking like, where is Valkyrie getting her horse? I thought about that. Like, where'd she get it from? I mean, I don't know. She's probably she was on Earth. I know she's probably got it stabled up somewhere. That's such a She's, weird, that's such a weird thing. Anyway, no, I don't I mean, think like a small you're, detail. You're actually saying, right, especially since Asgard got destroyed. I don't know. I just wanted to note that. Um, anyway, I agree with you. I think that, that scene is iconic. That scene again, is one of the scenes I every now and then will look up on YouTube just to watch. Just as, it's like I said, watching it this past Friday still got goosebumps. I think though that scene for you is what for me is the Dark Knight scene. The end scene where Gary Oldman, or I should say Commissioner Gordon, does that monologue about the Dark Knight gives me goosebumps every freaking time. And it literally hits the heart. That movie is one of my favorite films of all time, and for many people, it will still be, I kid you not, I think the best superhero movie like of all time. Because that movie, that's Spider Verse, dude. Dude, okay, that movie's up there, but it's does it still doesn't come close. It doesn't. As much it, as I love Endgame, yeah. I've said time and time again, Spider Verse. That movie's up there too, but it doesn't. It, to me, it doesn't hit the same because I've been a Batman fan for like. I mean, I, I think you, I, dude, I, I, I I actually kid you not. Batman has been such a big thing for me that I we should do those too. I'm not. So, I'm not. I'm not like trashing Batman no, the kid like the people I, who play Batman. I just think Batman the character is like stupid. But to give you context, I've been watching Batman. Since my parents would have on like old videos of the Adam West Batman, like Batman bomb over his head on a deck, like running around, like cheesy bad stuff. But I've been watching Batman since I was a kid. So when I watched the Dark Knight, they finally Knight, did him justice. Oh man, like it was. What well, also they've been doing him justice since I was like before I was born. Because the animated, yeah, the series. animated series is one of the best kids series of all time. You got that Samurai Jack right up there with Adventure Time. Oh brother, dude, regular, Adventure Time is dude regular show. Like I'm telling you though, like the Dark, or the well, I should say the Batman animated series was like inspirational as a kid. Though I. It hit like notes that were insane on for kids shows. Same thing with Samurai Jack. But when it comes to mon like end like iconic, Dark Knight is way up there. 
Mm-hmm. In I'm that, not disagreeing. Yeah. I know, but Portals is up there Especially too. With everything like that, and Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh yeah. Oh, There's yeah. many aspects of Dark Knight that are iconic. Oh yeah. I haven't seen it in years and years and years. We need to watch it again because that's actually like. Top I, I do tier, now that I like top tier. Dude. I don't want to like. I guess no movie is a bit better i would like to watch that again it's actually it's such a highly respected film. when you didn't see batman begins you didn't no. see dark knight rises you didn't see i've the, only seen the dark knight yeah you haven't seen the story like his character arc in that is not like incredibly unique but it's amazing and it's christopher nolan which means quality and christian bale and christian bale Who's which like, is quality yeah. michael kane heath ledger tom hardy i like tom hardy tom hardy being bane is like actually it's one of those situations where I don't know if I can. I think Tom Hardy's like pretty underrated. He's way underrated, and he's amazing. And and then you have Chris, despite his, I forgot even the first even though one, I don't think he's that great in Lawless. Everything else I've seen Tom Hardy in, yeah, it's like even even the first one, um, which is Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is Rosalind Wool. Oh, again, I, I'm just saying for the villains that they pick, they're picking top tier people. And they're, they're picking, picking the heavy hitters. And then you're picking as side characters. You've got Michael Caine, who's like actually insane, like in everything he's done. Is I, he the Butler? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's, he. What do you mean the <coughs> Butler? Alfred. Bro? Oh my god. I, well, I know Michael Caine as Austin Powers' dad. Oh my. God. Which you haven't seen any of the Austin oh Powers movies. Yeah, I, I know, but that's not how I think of. That Michael see, Caine. I that's how I view Michael. Almost Caine. anything else, I think of Michael. Or Caine. um, he was in uh, Kingsman a little bit. I think. Mm. Wasn't he? No, he's not. He's yeah, he was in Kingsman. What? No, he's not. He cannot be in Kingsman. Is he? Yeah. Dude, I think you're thinking of somebody else. I don't think no. he's in Kingsman. He totally is, bro. The Kingsman film. Yes. Yeah. Mark Strong. Da, da, da. Mark Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill's in one scene. Boom. He was he was like the old really old he was like the old guy. Obviously. Oh, he was at the table. Yeah, like the literally the only like, yeah he's like one scene. That's right. Um, gosh, I gave it. Wow, that's what you thought of him. It's like some like really back of the line character. But yeah, I, we're getting off topic of Endgame. I just want to say like we will go over these movies because these movies are like near and dear to my heart. I own all of them, by the way. Um, yeah. But yeah. when you're talking about quality, that is also up there. When it comes to iconic of our life, like our lifetime films, mm-hmm. that movie came out. Dark Knight came out in 08. And the Batman Begins came out in 05. And I think Dark Knight Rises came out in 2011. In between that, he came out with Inception, Memento, and he came out with after that, Interstellar in 2012. All of those films, every single one of those movies, banger after banger after banger after banger christopher nolan is actually like and then he did dunkirk which i don't know if you saw that i didn't but i would love to tenet is coming out this year that looks it's gonna be like a wild ride it's gonna be insane if you've never seen inception we need to watch i have seen like i haven't i haven't you haven't seen interstellar right I mean, you, know you know that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And that movie is off the chains. That movie has plenty of problems with it. But if you're willing to look past the fact that it's science fiction and science fiction is broken in a lot of ways. I think you gave it a five out of five. It's, to me, I'm willing to look past like broken science fiction. Like when you're when – you're, basically the reason it's broken in that movie is because they take science that they make up and it's not real. Like it's not real time – things that work like basically if you bring like scientists in and say like is this movie accurate no 
It's not Well, it's real. called science fiction. Well, yeah, and it, but you have to, like, be okay with that. Beyond that, that movie Dude, is... We're getting way off topic. I know, I know. But that, I'm saying, when we're talking about The Dark Knight and Christopher Nolan, that movie is up there in top of top monologues. When you're talking yeah. about... Or monologues, I'm sorry. Scenes I'll look up. When we're talking about portals and scenes you look up, and the, and the soundtrack to Portals. Oh, yeah. That's just that... Dun, dun, that is dun, really dun, iconic. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh! Relax. Jeez. Um, what else? Moving on right after that. We spent a while yeah, on that say, Let's speed up a touch here. Um, I think Tony's death and funeral. Immaculate. Funeral is pretty good. Even the camera shot was pretty and good. The, and I have specifically the soundtrack. I'm just like, when... Uh, they first set the wreath in the water. It's literally just like a simple piano tone. Then it shows everyone and it just like picks up. There's a bit Bold, more going yeah. on, but it's just, like, it fits the mood. Like I can't imagine any other, like even, like I said, I'm more of a soundtrack than a score person. I can't imagine any other like differently composed piece for that bit of film than that. It was totally super good. I agree with you. Um, I like the little conversation between Morgan and Happy. How she's like, how you doing, Squirt? Stuff like that. Mm. And then she talks about the cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Which, again, how respect to the original Iron Man. Yep, but I, th- I think that little... I'm Happy is always one of my favorite characters. I think he... Like... What? No, I, I think he's a great side character. Yeah, I'm not saying he should have his own movie. Yeah, he's a great side but character. But I'm never upset to see Happy, especially oh, I, with the role he plays yeah. in the two Spider-Man well, movies. he's perfect for... Um, a side character and as a director, especially in the mm-hmm. first one, he's exactly what you can. It's it's manageable, is what I would say as yeah. a director. You like know as far as like side characters go, he's probably yeah. at the top of my list. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! I I don't know if I, I love that. Happy wow. Hogan, okay. yeah, but wow. anyway, uh, I think that might be all. Oh, the credit scene as I talked to you about. The credits and how much. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think. The signatures. The, specifically the part where it's, it's the, the original six. six yeah. And it's got like their silhouette, like shots of them in the background. And it's got the Avengers music playing, their signature. I think that is the. I mean, obviously, I don't watch a lot of credits, nor does anyone. But I think that's the best chunk of credits. Well, those credits people are going to sit through. Yeah, okay. If it's not a Marvel movie, people aren't watching it. But I think that is the best chunk of credits I've ever seen because it's the epic music playing. These six obviously played a massive role mm-hmm. in this whole in this well, whole held it together. saga. What that held it together? Yeah, but the part I like, one of the parts, is the signature thing. This is how it's each and like Jeremy Renner, Scarlett Johansson's signature. Because to me, that's like their stamp of approval on this film. They put their signature on it in a sense. They. Uh, they uh, approve of what they've done. They approve of what this movie stands for. And you see that every time you watch this movie, you're get, it's like their seal of approval. They're proud of what they've done. They, It's just like, it's like, it's the, the like, they just, oh, I just like it. Well, I mean, I guess the, that's one way to think of it. I thought it was a cool touch. That's all I have to say about it. And Cam, it, and Cam was like freaking out about it. Yeah, I, was like, I would literally right. go into the theaters when it came time to clean it, a, like a little, Early, just so I could watch this chunk of credits. Wow, that's something else. But yes, that's I, how much I love this. Yeah, that's not. Literally like one of the highlights that of the is movie not. Wow, that is just wow. That I is, adore. Dude, that. what do you love about this movie? The credits. Oh my gosh! All right, it's well, definitely geez. high on the list. All right, but that's all the pros what I have. Okay, as if and that's not a lot. I was just saying, and then obviously the movie's acting and and writing is good, and um, 
the general things. I think for this movie, we're not going alongside of the tiny details of things. And I'd say tiny is like not so tiny as in like cinematography. Some of the bases we hit, directing is great. We love the Russos. The writing is good. The chemistry between characters like, look, has everything. This is, great. is the stuff you'd expect to be good is good. Yes. It's so we're talking about we're, the other things. Yes, the tiny details in this movie. And we could always do like another episode over this, but I think we're going to have to just punch through some of the cons a little bit quicker. There's not nearly as much. Yes, but I think just because... Well, okay, this is a three-hour movie. This episode's going to be long. Yeah, it's going to be long. It's not going to be three hours long. But No, but there's a lot to talk about here. All right, here we go. I only have a couple cons to this movie. It's not huge. It's I have not a massive. Um, but here we go. Um, Hulk... Okay, so the scene where Scott's taco blows away... That's so funny. Hold on. Let me finish. His taco blows away, correct? Uh, Hulk walks over to him and hands him some tacos, right? He hands him two tacos, and the next scene over, he's handing, he's taking one taco in his hand. So it's a scene that's actually broken. Where Oh, Scott has one in his yes. hand? Yes. He's oh, handing okay. him two tacos. I never noticed yes, that. Because I, I think it's just so funny. Yeah, I mean, usually he, a little he's handing him, I thought he was handing him one taco. But when I looked, he was handing him two. And then Scott grabs one taco. And okay. I literally was like... I didn't what? notice that. I know. It's a tiny detail, but it's something that I had to bring up. We're trying to bring... We are people that are going to sit here and review movies for the tiny details, not the big things. But watch it, because I rolled it back a couple times. It's not super easy to tell. Like, I think maybe you could get away with saying it's two, because it's not super obvious. But you can clearly see he's holding one. Okay. Like, it wasn't obvious. And also, Scott's hands are a lot smaller yeah. than... Hulk's, Hulk's handing these two tacos, like, he's, like, yes. pinching something. Yes. So, I'm just saying, like... He definitely was handing him two in the previous shot because they made it obvious. And the other shot, you can't really tell, like, it's obviously two. So, anyway. Um, also, another thing we brought up, uh, Rhodey, uh, he, um, like, ejected his suit when, when the crash happened. When Thanos came through. And then, all of a sudden, when he gets out with Ant-Man, like, breaks out as Giant-Man, he has this new suit on. We have no idea how. Which he really doesn't make sense because he was stuck underground the entire. Right. He's stuck and, in that right. little. He thing. was drowning. Like Hulk was doing all he could to like. He was drowning. He was literally drowning. So how that happened, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. And it's just another detail of. Like I'd give him, I'd give him the benefit if he like they showed yeah. him like get free out of that little space. Right. Like it's the Avengers headquarters. I'm sure there's more than one suit yeah, lying right, around. Right. But the fact that he's stuck down there drowning with a the brand time. new decked out suit, like a yeah. decked brand new suit. I like the know. best, like the best one he's yeah, ever had. We have no idea how that happened. So it's just a tiny detail of something that's like, uh, I hate, this is a tiny, and I mean, this is tiny, but Dr. Strange tells Iron Man that he says he won't tell him when, like what's supposed to happen. How, if we're still in that one, the final one, like the only one possibility will win. And at the end, he gives him the finger, like the not the middle finger, but the one finger. He gives him the middle finger. What's no, that, dude, Doc? <laughs> he gives him the like the one, which is showing him. He is deliberately telling Iron Man, this is it. Like you, you know what to do. You have to do it. Yes. And I think and this is like a scene or two prior that he says, I'm not gonna tell you. Well, he's I like, hate yeah, that. He's like, I, I hate that. Don't be I careless. Guess. Don't be careless. Don't tell me, Doctor Strange. I'm not going to, and then tell me. I'd literally turn around and before I'm dying, I'd be like, Strange, you literally told me. <laughs> you give, you yeah, give him like, the finger. I'd literally give him the finger. Yeah. No, but like, I just think I hate that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway, that's another thing. And then the last thing, which is again, this is a a thing that's we've talked about this already, so I don't want to keep going into it. Captain Marvel is way too OP. I have no again. I hate that. I'm not even gonna. 
humor the fact that she's OP. I'm just going to jump right into one of my cons. The fact that she's virtually irrelevant. She's so irrelevant. The fact that Cap, like... They made a movie Yeah, makes no relevance. The, it's not even the fact Cash they made grab. a movie about her. It's the fact that the end credit scene so heavily alluded to yes. like her involvement and what's going on. Yeah. And then she was not virtually not even there. Also, if, if you were to cut out every scene with the exception of the one where she takes on the ship, yeah, would have been the exact would made no difference. Also, that scene where she like showed up or whatever, like wasn't in the movie. I mean, that's fine, but like it's an end credit scene. I know that, but I'm saying that like it's not supposed to be in the I know, movie. but I'm saying that like wasn't even like the relevance of it was kind of next to none. Because she could have just showed up. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she saves Tony and Nebula. She could have just showed up there. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, next to none. And also, she just was cameoed. Like, I don't love that. I don't love that. I agree. I've made so. Several- I've said yeah. several times I hate when movies, like, proclaim, like... High character. This is the perfect example I use. Sure. The movie Hustlers. It's, like, obviously different. I haven't seen it. But they very, play very hard on, like, Cardi B, Lizzo. Yeah, a few the trailer, people. like, Constance Wu. Yeah. I mean, Constance Wu obviously plays a huge part. But I'm, I can't say it's a I'm speaking to the basically the part of Cardi B. Okay. Because, like, she's... Sure. They very much push the fact she's in this movie. Sure. Maybe 45 seconds of screen time. Oh, really? Yes. And Brett has watched this with me. He would back me up on this. She... Literally, you could pull... She's so irrelevant, you could erase her from the movie. Would, would have been matter? the exact, I'm not saying similar, like similar, the yeah. exact same movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. There are lots of movies that are like that where they, they praise characters in there. They Or I should say it this way. They praise or actors' I, names and they say like, this person's in it, this person's in it, this person's Even in 1917, it. Very mu- the trailers very much made it clear Benedict Cumberbatch is in the movie. Oh, yeah, it's a great example. Or but, um, Mark Strong. Yeah, or Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch, especially Benedict Cumberbatch and at this point. And the other guy at the very beginning, Colin Farrell, Colin Firth. Is he the, like the general that sends him on yes. the trip? Who I don't know. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying Benedict Cumberbatch because I have very, very recognizable face. Well, Colin Firth is in Kingsman. Mark Strong is in Kingsman. I know. I'm, I recognize Mark Strong. Oh, okay. But Benedict Cumberbatch is like a step, like in terms of like celebrity tier list, Benedict Cumberbatch I'd say is a bit above Mark Strong. Sure. But they've made it very clear that you want Benedict Cumberbatch. They want you to know Benedict Cumberbatch is in the movie. He plays, like, literally, I wouldn't say an irrelevant part, two but very, like, yeah. very low screen time. He plays yeah. a very important part, honestly. Yeah. Each, of them, the screen, each of them play, like, two minutes. But the screen time is next to none. Each of them are, like, two minutes. It's, but like, irrelevant. Anyway, we're getting... And I think the same... The same... <laughs> sorry, I almost, like, spilled my glass. Uh, the same applies for... Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and I think that to why, bring it all back. Why, to why we're so upset? And I think to give a little bit of like, just background is, guys, we went to see a movie. You guys went to go see a movie for Captain Marvel that yes gave context, but could you imagine seeing like, like Captain America, and the whole time you get five minutes of screen time in every movie? Mm-hmm. Why? Like why? Which, before we go any further, there is a pro I didn't write down that I saw today when you were watching it. Sure. When 2014 Thanos is sitting there waiting, and it's like, and 
It's like right after the building crumbles, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man are there, like, watching them. Mm-hmm. And they go to fight them. Mm-hmm. I just like how it's, like, those are the quote-unquote original three of the MCU. What do you mean the original? Oh, yeah. Like, Iron Man, that. Thor, and Captain first, America. Yeah, they were the first three movies. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's Iron Man story and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it was built around these three, in a sense. Like, they were, like, always at the hub of what's going on. Well, and the Hulk, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but even... I get but, again, he's comically... I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I like. I just like that scene. How it's like yeah. the original, the three amigos mm-hmm. taking on Thanos well, and one last the, hurrah. Is it Molnir or whatever? The uh, oh, the hammer Molnir. That surprise thing with Cap was awesome. Yeah, that, that, I forgot to write that down yeah, too. That was awesome. Even not seeing everything when I watched Endgame the first time, I knew the magnitude of that. It, like one second, it was super cool. But now to my cons. Um, we have. We talked about Captain Marvel. Uh, how does... Are you listening? Yes. How does Scott get out of the quantum realm? Uh, by the rat. By what? The rat. Okay. Which was dumb. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But I didn't see... I guess... I guess I knew that, but I must have, like, glanced away for a second, saw him just pop out. So, whatever. Take that one out of the equation. Okay, Eric's away from the mic. I'll keep talking for a little bit. Okay. Okay, never mind. Sorry, guys. I apologize. I apologize, everybody. My bad. We've been talking for a hot minute. I couldn't hold it. Um, <laughs> I thought that was, like, weak writing. When it comes to coincidence, it was again, weak. But, again, this is some of that movie time. Yeah, I know. Hollywood, where it's ma- the, Hollywood magic. The Hollywood magic or the coincidences line up. Like their first graders, yeah, yeah, but yes, I uh, Hollywood magic. Anyway, so I'll, but I mean, I guess I must looked away for the rat part. So I was like, wait a minute, the how rat, do you get out of yeah, there? There was a rat inside. What I don't get with that is how did the rat get in the car? That's what's in a storage me. unit. Yeah, but the windows are shut, dude. Trust me, rats can get into cars gross yeah it's gross but that's the reality i don't understand how it's getting into that dude i had my first car set with the door shut in our driveway for months and when i first was taking it over i went in there and cleaned the giant rat's nest out of the glove box i've never told you that no so trust me i have personal experiences rats can get in there what Oh, I'm barricading my. That's cult. not a time to talk about gross, this. But dude, anyway, gross. Anyway, that's actually nasty. This also, is, hold on. Quick thing. This is a fast thing. Quick pro. This is actually a super quick fast pro. Quick. Yes, the Russo brothers for a short period of time they helped write and do some stuff oh, community. for community. I've seen a lot of stuff. Yes, on this. they did some stuff with community, and they got two people to be in them, which was Ken Jong. Yes, and he was this. He was like the security guy for the storage unit that Scott was found in. Yep. And then there's Yvette Nicole Brown, who I know as Helen from Drake and Josh, as I'm sure many people yep. do. She was like, I don't know, just like an office worker mm-hmm. at the military installation yep. in the seventies when Cap and Tony had to like redo the Tesseract. Yes. Thing. And she was great. And she's also like the kind of mom like character in community and con or uh what's his name again? Ken John. Thank you, Ken John. Yeah. He is uh the Spanish teacher. In Community. Okay. Which, if you've never seen Community, guys, go watch it. It's hilarious. I've never seen it's it. It's one of my favorite. I've never seen it. It is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. It's absolutely hilarious. Go watch it. Okay, and it's anyway. very Russo brother. Like, it's amazing. Go watch it. Anyway, 
This is something, not necessarily a pro, but something I was hoping you could answer. Shoot. Why is Hawkeye, quote-unquote, Ronan? I think that's who he's, like, supposed to be. Like, why is he an assassin? Because he's hurt and whatnot, and, like... Is he's he, just like, this is just, it, I'm killing he, people. Yeah, though. he's just hurt, and he's just trying to kill people that are hurting other people. Okay. It's super weak. I was gonna say, like... But also, as I've said before... I've never understood, like, why is he doing this? Hawkeye is literally one of the weakest characters, I think, in my eyes. He's weak, but I like him. They gave him more stuff to do in this movie, but I hate... I love Jeremy Renner, but I've said... I've broadcasted this on this... On our channel so many times. He's such a weak character, and they need to give him something to do, or else I'm gonna kill myself. (laughs) Like, I literally can't stand how weak a character... Literally, Linda Carr... uh, His wife, Linda... What's her name? Cardellini? Cardell, Cardell, something like that. Cardell something. Italian last name. Uh, yeah, she was in Green Room. Has more to do in in the MCU than he does. Literally, I kid you not. I can't agree with this, that, but okay. In the scene when Gamora and Gamora, or sorry, Gamora and Nebula and Nebula are there, he literally scours off to the right to get out of the way. I literally was like, you're kidding me. You're a superhero. You're supposed I mean, to kind of. He doesn't have any superpowers. You're supposed to fight, brah. Like, or grab the freaking gauntlet and run, brah. Brah. Like, literally, I hate him. Like, I, I like him, but I also hate him, and it's a love-hate relationship where it's like, just, why didn't you die instead of Natasha? Get out of here. Like, come on, dude. Whatever. Anyway. I actually would have taken Nebula or uh, Natasha's love stories over Hawkeye just being a coward. Shut up. Go ahead. What's Shut next? up. What's next? Um, I think the whole picture with Ant-Man thing is kind of dumb and cringeworthy. When they're like, when the kids want a picture with Hulk and he's like, you want with me? It I'm was, Ant-Man. Yeah, it was whatever. It was dumb. My problem is that that situation, it's like, I'm sure it was meant to feel a little awkward, but it feels forced. It was very anything. dumb. It was very dumb. I agree with you. Especially what, re-watching it. It's dumb. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that little bit does not age well whatsoever. What's next? I have a few... Just, like, observations that I want to point out after this. Sure. Um, let me see. Let me see. Right here. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Just keep going. It's going to be a long episode. Just keep going. What, when she's getting... When Nebula, like, discovers Thanos is onto him and runs back to her ship and, like, tries calling Hawkeye and Black Widow and it's like, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts getting, like, grab lifted up. Why doesn't she just teleport out of there that instant? Why does she just time travel I, back? You know what? I thought about that too. I think... What's preventing her from... I think it's because she had to finish her mission in her eyes, but... I guess, but even still, if she left without telling, like, without trying to phone... I mean, also, obviously, she never needs to hold the black widow. Okay, but here's another thought I thought about that too, just to point out, just a side thought, because I thought about that exact same thought while I was watching it. I think they're timed, because they all came back at the exact same time. No, that's... Cause that's just like time travel stuff. Because remember how, uh, like at the end, uh, sure. Sam was asking when Caps are turning the Infinity Stones. Sam's like, "How long is he going to be gone?" And Hulk responds with, "For him, as long as he needs. For us, five seconds." So what they did is they set a timer for five. Like as five minutes of that goes by, like they're not timed. I mean, if you want me to be honest, the reason why they did it is because the movie wanted them to and because it created drama and friction. Yeah. And it created conflict. But, like, like, that's a cheap way of saying that. I understand 
to an extent, like they kind of make time travel really complicated in this movie, kind which of. I'm sure time travel, if it ever gets discovered, it, will be complicated. It's, it's not even real, but anyway, keep going. But yeah, you can't, like, like bend time that way. But also, that's what I'm saying. But like, I kind of get what they're saying with this. So just know, like, just know that they're not timed. So the way that I understand it, like time is like linear, right? Like you yeah. can't, you can't. But it's like whatever. It. It's like time travel, no matter how it gets cut, fictional or. Under this very, very small For Hollywood's sake, they tried to make it unique by saying that they can't... Like, you can't alter the... Yeah. You, you can't which, alter the future. Which, you can make a case for that. I kind of get it. I should say yes, but also no. Because if you change the past, you're changing the future. And also, like... Yeah. Steve So, just, what the, I was going to say, what, they're do, what they did is made time travel work for this movie. And that's how every movie will be from here on out. It's not real. It's whatever. It's anyway. movie magic. It's... Hollywood match. Anyway, Nebula could have, and especially since she obviously never gets a hold of Black Hot. Black Eyed Peas. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Black Widow or Hawkeye. Monday, combine the two names. Tuesday, Wednesday, but obviously, Wednesday. since she never gets a hold of them, like, she easily could have left without telling them and just, like, yeah. bounce. Right, 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 right. So, whatever. We're going to get this out of the way because it's, we know we're talking about this now versus the end. Stanley's sure. cameo week. He's driving he in the car. Though, he? Yeah, he was dead, but they obviously filmed this when he was alive. Yeah. Wow, what CGI what? work they did. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, side note, by the way, we talked about this. CGI team, you guys are great. Yeah. You guys are really... The Disney Marvel CGI team is actually like some of the most intense stuff they've ever done. Yeah, like they're sweating. They're like sweating actually every time. Actually sweating balls, literally. Like probably 50 hours a, fifty hours oh, per shift. Dude, literally. Go home, sleep for an hour, yeah. and come back. Round the clock. Literally, that final portal scene, they're like, I hate my life, Yeah, they're dude. just like, why, they're like, why did I want to do this? And they're like, today I photoshopped Hulk's eye in. Yeah. Like literally. But anyway... Um, Stanley's cameo really yeah, weak. Well, yeah. that's all it we'll wasn't great. It. The love, peace, not war. We'll get back to this. Brings it back to Captain Marvel. Tony puts the Tesseract in just an average briefcase. That's a good point too. Brings back to the whole lunchbox well, debate with yeah. Captain, which I did kind of think like yeah. since Red because Skull was holding it for so long, it probably like got overheated. Right, we that's look, why it burned right. through. Remember, like he's holding it, so it's like super active. And that when he dropped it, it burned through the whole thing. Yeah, but it burned through a freaking plane. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but when Captain Marvel and Tony are grabbing it, it's not nearly as like active. I guess I'd say it's not nearly as warmed up. Maybe. Which, like, again, laziness. It's yeah. like you could make a case for that and defend their laziness. Here's another quick question. This is oh, never mind. You know what? I take it back. What? I almost asked, where did the stones go after Iron Man died? But I realized they took them and... Yeah, they brought them back. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I forgot... It's, like the whole, I, it's I, literally the ending of Captain yeah, America's story. I forgot. Involved. Which I thought was a good ending to him. It wasn't necessarily amazing, but it was fine. Yeah, but anyway, um, got that. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Thanos' ship rips through the ceiling of the Avengers they facility. Care, yeah. Yes. That's what I literally have. How did yeah. they not notice that Thanos is crap blasting through the I mean, ceiling. they were occupied, and they also had the barn doors or what's procedure. Which, but also, I know. I like. I was like, I'll give them that, but weak. I, they're yeah. literally rooms, yeah. like a room or two away yeah, from an entire freaking spaceship blasting through the also, ceiling. Also, with how big it was, uh, I think it should have broken their building, too. Well, remember, they're coming out of the quantum realm. 
Yeah, I know that, but it ripped the freaking building up. Yeah, but it's started small and like grew big. And that you, I, I don't know if you can tell, and I might just be making this up in my memory. I can see it like grow slightly as it launches through the ceiling. Yes, but I also don't agree with you because they were small for like Hulk and stuff, and they all got big by the time they I know. entered the top. I know, I know. I knew you were going to bring that up, and I realized that as we were having this discussion, so I'm not like defending it. I'm just saying you can see it. I'm just big. saying that if we're saying that they grow, they should grow by the time the portal is complete. Like ending. Oh, yes. No, yes, I agree. Men, men, I agree. what happens should a nebula, boom, flies against the wall. Like, I agree. That's what it should happen. I agree. I agree. And I also, agree. what I'm trying to say is this. Regardless of how fast they grow, that ship was wall-to-wall huge. Oh, it I was mean, bigger than the building. It was. It was the biggest one they've ever, like, ever had. Yeah. And that one literally should have domed the entire If it ground. crashed into the facility, it would wipe out should have acres gone, and acres yeah, and it acres. It should have grounded everything. So yeah. I'm just saying, as a side note, like, whatever. But whatever. Again, it's not the size of the ship. Yeah. We're talking about how they didn't notice yeah. it. Yeah. Blast through the ceiling. I totally agree. That was another thing I thought about. But I, um, and I mentioned this to you. Peter hands the glove to Captain Marvel and goes, I don't know how you're going to get over there. When he, literally, thing, when he literally watched her destroy this massive ship that we're talking about effortlessly. Yeah. She can take down, quite literally, a battle cruiser right. on her own. I don't think she'd have any problem blasting through humans. Small, not small, even humans, small, but like life forms. Remember what I said after that was the ship crashed, and yeah, and literally they make a huge point to. Also, here's another thing. I don't understand why, but it holds no gravity to why the water was there. If the water didn't mm-hmm. crack, it wouldn't have made any difference. I think that they just needed something to like occupy Doctor Strange as to why. And like when Tony sees he literally him. could have been fighting somebody, it wouldn't have had to be. I know, I know. But all but... that to say, all that to say, the dome, like it was breaking, the water was pouring in, and he stopped the water. You right? He's making a big point. They make a huge point to say that, like, oh guys, we got it, whatever. So he runs over and starts doing that. The <laughs> ship, the, water, the, the ship enters the water. I would guess like fifty feet from where they're like from the from land. Okay. If a ship of that magnitude, and I know that we're being nitpicky, guys, but you understand. This is what we do. This is what we do. You guys know us by this point. But, like, if it hit water. If you can notice the amount of tacos in a guy's hand, you're going to notice this. Like, oh, my gosh. If a ship of that magnitude entered water, like, if you've seen Interstellar, water. Tsunami. Tsunami would come at them. And it wouldn't matter if Strange can hold the tornado in his hands. Because that water's coming in hot. He's, he's holding that, looks to the side, and he goes, crap. And then Iron Man, he gives him the middle finger. He gives, yeah. he gives Iron Man the middle finger. <laughs> After you, Tony. Yeah, literally. Like, Thanks for getting me wrapped yeah. up in there. Yeah, it's like the last. <laughs> <laughs> then, or then he's got like two things of water. He's like, <laughs> Dude, he's, he's just giving, he's just like. Never he's mind. I was he's like, God, my arms are about to fall off. He just, he just goes, he just goes, he's like this, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you only got one chance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, talk about that. No, 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 no. I think the whole Thor versus Quill thing at the end for who's in charge of the ship again. Cringy. Funny the first time. Actually cringy. Cringy after that. Actually. I didn't even think it was funny the first Actually time. Actually cringy. Yep. Um, I want to know why he he doesn't tell Falcon about Peggy Carter. Like, oh, when he's like, you want to tell me about her? And it's the iconic line of, no, I don't think I will. Why? Why? Wait, he said that? Yeah. He go, he's like, you want to tell me about her, Cap? And he goes, no. 
no, I don't think I will. And then it goes to the scene where it's them dancing. Oh, well. Why doesn't he tell? I thought you were saying that Falcon said why. I'm like, no, Falcon why. doesn't say why. But I want to know why does why does not Cap not tell him? It's just a small detail. It's probably his own thing. He's kind of like an old fashioned individual. I feel like so. Like comes to and it obviously, well, obviously he's old fashioned. But like I he's think it's literally he, he over a hundred years. He old. just wants to keep it to himself. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I guess, but I whatever. Think, I don't think it's the kind of thing that like in and when it comes to like superhero stuff, being like ambiguous is just a superhero thing. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, being ambiguous is just part of the character. It's not... It's part of the drama, if you will. I guess. So, go ahead. And then, the only other con I have left is War Machine's suit, which we talked about. Which is dumb. Other than that, this movie Wait, is great. I want to talk about my observations. Hmm. The amount of times the MCU alludes to Tony's death is absurd. Like, you, they make you think he's going to die in pretty much every movie he's in. Mm-hmm. Um... Wait, what one other than Avengers? Avengers, um, in the beginning of, I'm trying to think. There's, I know there's more. Trust me. I, the only two that I know is Avengers and then Infinity War. Well, yeah, and Infinity War too. In the beginning of this movie, when he's in the ship. Okay. Teaser yeah, to his death. Yes, yeah. It's just they really like play on the part of his death, and then in, it's just a lot. Just trust me. Um, then they find Thanos on the planet and they ask him where the, like they roll over the gauntlet and don't see the infinity stones after his hand got cut off. Someone asks, where are they? Instantly. Oh, Bruce is like, answer the question. They gave him no time to answer. Oh. When they're literally like, he, Cap goes, where are they? And that's who it was. And then literally... Before Thanos could even breathe in to answer, Bruce is like, "Answer the question, darn it!" I can't speak. To, I can't speak. To that. I, I literally saw that. that. I was like, "Poor Thanos, he doesn't even have time to answer." I mean, I wouldn't give him a lot of time to answer either. To be honest, with you. I would give him a chance before I'm immediately screaming in his ear. I don't know. I killed all my family. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> again, they gave him no time. Um, that might be. Tony, when he's pulling into the Avengers facility after like finally agreeing to help him figuring out time travel, mm-hmm. hauling. Yeah, he was hauling. That's very much Tony Stark, though. I know, but I just thought it was funny how like Cap's watching him. You can clearly hear like the tires squealing. He's flying. Yeah, and which I just thought was funny. I was literally watching that. I was like, God, slow down. Um, still looking think that's really it yeah those are my observations which i just thought again they're, they're not pros nor cons they're just things i noticed that were like hold on like hold on but this is we discussed the scores already eric gives it a four i give it a four and a half rounds out to 4.25 for those who can't do easy math um which is great this, like I said, both of us have been very much wanting to talk about this movie. We know it's a longer episode, but with the movie as not that not only three hours, but to hold such significance to yeah. a storyline and to our personal lives as this, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, I think like long episode. We'll just get this out of the way. We'll end it quick. Yeah. Four four point two five round score. Great movie. For if you're one of the one per- very few percent of people who haven't seen this yet, 
Go watch do it. see it. Yeah. Even but watch everything else before. As yeah. crazy as that sounds, is a responsibility, but it'll pay off in dividends. Yeah. Like I said, this is my fifth time seeing it, and after watching every movie and taking my time this time. This probably was the best time for me watching oh, it. Oh, wow. I've seen this movie countless times. Well, again, I've seen it five times, but this time is... I think, Like I said, this one, I really digested what's going on. Sure. I've invested myself into the MCU and sure. these stories. Yeah. I was on, still still get choked up at Tony's funeral yeah. when he's dying. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. But if you want to contact us, if you want to get more involved with the podcast... Do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at in our reels. Um, like we said, this movie holds a great significance to our personal lives. Let us know what significance this has to your life. What, how invest? How much you were looking forward to this movie? If it lived up to your expectations, if it fell a little short, to be a little surprised if it did. But I'd all the more reason I'd want to hear that. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening for this nears makes no difference hour and a half episode. We appreciate you. We appreciate the fans out there listening to us. Like I said, I've thoroughly been ready to talk about this movie since before we started this Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very much enjoyed talking about it and having you guys listen to us on this. And we'll just see you in the next episode, which is the conclusion of the MCU journey. Well, temporary conclusion, but yes. Okay, temporary conclusion. But when Black Widow comes out, we're not going to be doing this all again. Sure. It's just going to be the, the Black conclu- Widow review. The conclusion of our series of the MCU. Yeah. The quarantine MCU grind. Yeah, which has been a really fun time this year. Yeah, which I'll talk more on that on the next episode. Because it's not done yet. So i got one more. Yeah. But we'll see you in the next episode. Appreciate you. Goodbye. Look forward to you guys listening to us again.